Clayton. John Clayton. Hey, Mom, I'm done with my segment. This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. Time to talk football with the professor, John Clayton. If you guys have questions for John, text them in right now, 421-3776. That's 421-ESPN, powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. We'll try to get to some of your questions before we let them go for the day. Hello, John. Hello, guys. Ah, the season is over. It's over, yeah. How about it? I can hear the disappointment in your voice, Clayton. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, there is no offseason because, you know, today – uh, you can uh, you know, the waiver wire starts, and uh, you know we're now what uh, eight nine uh, eight days away from franchise tags. So it never stops. Yeah. Well, well let's before we get into everything else going on, yeah. just just an overview of the game itself. We were talking about it last week, and we each you know we we wanted the Bengals to win. Dave and I were rooting for them. Thought the Rams would probably win, but um, it, it, just in looking at it, it, it capped off what, again, we talked about this each week outside of the very first week of the playoffs, the wild card. Maybe the greatest postseason in NFL history. It was a compelling game that came down to the final play of the game. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing to think. I mean, I, I was just looking at it. It's like, uh, you know, there was in the divisional round through the Super Bowl, there were seven games. Okay. Uh, six of them were decided by a field goal, one by six points. I mean, that's mm-hmm. incredible. And again, you saw the comebacks, the great plays, all those different things. We've never seen one as good as this. I mean, there's never been a playoff round after the first wild card weekend that was as good as this. And of course, this game was fantastic. You know, just in the standpoint that you know you had uh, you know Joe Burrow looking like he might get his first victory at the Super Bowl, and then here's Matthew Stafford coming back and uh, getting the big, long drive, what, 75 yards at the end of the game to be able to win it, and then uh, you know, Cooper Cup having just an unbelievable game and an unbelievable season. I mean, it just doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, well, we'll get into Aaron Donald's play, but were you surprised? I think it was in the very beginning when they were talking yeah. about, he made a comment about retirement? Yeah, Rodney Harrison. was. Yeah, he told Rodney Harrison, yeah. Yeah, I mean... How shocked were you by that? Because he's Stunned. only played eight years. In Stunned. The and he's only 30 years old. Well, and it's not like he's breaking down physically. <laughs> oh, no. No. Well, he just, I mean, he breaks down who he goes against. Yeah. But, right. again, but again, it's like, uh, no, it's like I caught me totally by surprise. And, you know, he didn't get into it after the game or anything like that. So it's a possibility. I, I don't, th- I mean, I know the less need, the general manager didn't think anything was going to happen, which I would have to imagine is probably going to be the case. But it's remarkable to see that he was actually thinking about this. Yeah. Well, and that's, yeah, even the thought that it, the thought was there. Because yeah. I've looked at him as a guy that's, you know, kind of like Russ at 10 years. At eight years, I feel like he's about halfway done. The way he takes care yeah. of his body, mm-hmm. you know, phys- physically, uh, Mark Schlereth was saying how his height kind of helps him. He's a little bit on the shorter side, but how he's just the one human muscle. I mean, it just everything <laughs> is is pure muscle on that guy. It was just, I'm I'm surprised. So let's say he doesn't retire next year. I feel like, well, if he's talking about it now, then maybe what two three <clears throat> years from now he could be talking about I mean, he I'm, might yeah because again yeah you know, what what you're talking about is that uh, it's that Bill Parcells thing it says when you start thinking about retirement then you're gonna re- you should retire yeah I mean that's the one line that he always uses and then of course uh, you have uh, Sean McVay on Friday slipping out that uh, you know you don't know how long he's gonna go because. Uh, and you, you have to under. I think Sean McVay is going to be a short-termer. 
I mean, I think he's only going to go. Uh, you know, he's coming back this next season, but I think he's only going to go maybe two, three more years and then get into broadcasting. Really? really? Oh yeah. What 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 makes you say that? He was thinking about it two years ago. Oh. Was? Yes. Wow. wow. I missed all that. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, and uh, I mean, and then he he brought it up on Friday at the press conference that uh, yeah, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be doing. You know, it's like he he just and now that he's got the Super Bowl in his pocket, I mean, now. Uh, other than getting another Super Bowl, which is going to be difficult because, again, you know how tough it is to get back to the Super Bowl. It's like, you know, I, I think he's going to be a short-termer. Mm. Mm. One, of, one of the things I saw in almost the immediate reaction to this game, John, was was determining the standing of, of Matthew Stafford as to whether now with that win, with a Super Bowl title under his belt, is he a Hall of Famer? Oh, ridiculous. Absolutely stupid and ridiculous. No way. I mean, because... I mean, you're looking at somebody that had you know, one great season, and now you're going to put him you know, with the other great quarterbacks who are Hall of Famers. There's no way right now he's under consideration for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Not. Mm. I mean, you know, remember Phil Simms, you know, he went to uh, two Super Bowls, and he never made it in. I mean, you know, Stafford's been to one. I mean, he was on that Detroit team. And, again, it's not his fault that the Lions were so bad for so many years. But, uh, I mean, you know, he he had four playoff trips and didn't win a playoff game. I mean, uh, whoever brings up the idea that Matthew Stafford uh, should be a Hall of Famer should, is not voting in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Okay, so what would it take for him? A couple more Super Bowls. Yeah, a couple more. One, one, one maybe maybe one more and a couple more good seasons. I, I kind of felt that way too, except I said I, I felt like one more yeah, Super Bowl yeah. maybe. But yeah, it's uh, he's always been a very uh, controversial uh, quarterback as far as you know. Is this guy the the franchise quarterback? Because it was always kind of like eh, he is a franchise quarterback, yeah. but he's the wrong one. No, he's and, just on the wrong franchise. Yeah. What about Joe Burrow? Is he a Hall of Famer now? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> And played, but, I well, give him credit, though. Be, behind that O-line, the beating he took throughout the year and in the playoffs, that's a composed kid. I mean, I was still impressed with it. He didn't, he didn't go nuts last night and light it up, but he didn't. there were no huge mistakes throwing, throwing the ball up for grabs, and you know, except for the final play mm-hmm. where you know, take the sack or just throw it up in the air and hope something happens. But still a very impressive player in Joe Burrow. Yeah, except the only bad part was that outfit that he wore. Coming into the game, oh yeah, that, that was that was that was just brutal. <laughs> I had no idea what he was doing. I mean, it's like uh, that's what the kids are wearing, John. Really? I guess I don't know. Kid, kids <laughs> don't with know. money. How about that? The kids with. I'm guessing that outfit probably cost more than all of our wardrobes put together. Perhaps. Yeah, probably. It's like, but uh, yeah, that thing was ugly. But no, again, I mean, the fact that he was sacked seven times, uh, you know, he's twenty times during the playoffs. 51 times during the regular season. I mean, they, it's brutal to see what happens to him, yet he survives and does well, and he gets rid of the ball quick, surprisingly. You know, four point uh, 2.68 seconds is his release time, which is really good, but then the problem is, I mean, guys just come in out of nowhere and just clock him. Uh, John, so what did you think about the officiating? Uh, you know, we talked about it. Uh, clearly they missed one. Yeah, on they the, missed one. On the T. Higgins one, but... yeah. That wasn't holding on the linebacker, Logan Wilson, was it? No, I don't think so. Yeah, that was a terrible call. But but again, I like the fact that they only had like five penalties. But they—that was such a game-changing moment to call it there when they 
Dave and I talked about this, John, where they, they kind of set the tone early in, in, in a good way where they were letting guys play. Yeah, they missed the face mask on Ramsey. They also missed Ramsey holding T. Higgins at, yeah. the, at the goal line. But, so, okay, so there's one that each side could complain about. But they weren't calling. So they set the tone, hey, we're letting these guys play. And then right there, the most ticky-tack of all of them, they decide to throw a flag on a third and goal from the eight-yard line in the most crucial moment. We're going we're gonna to flag that? Uh, pretty, pretty bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, and I showed Dave the uh, video that I tweeted out that somebody had sent me. Of, of The play should have been blown dead. Yeah. Every one of those old linemen moved except for the center. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, so never so, the play never should have happened. Yeah, they miss it at the end, no doubt. So that was just crazy, and uh, it's like a, you just kind of shake your head. At, uh, but but uh, at least you know, they, for the most part, most of the game, just about all the game, they let the guys play, which I think is great. It's kind of interesting that, that they wait the whole game to throw uh, penalty flags. Yeah, Aaron Donald pretty much waited the whole game to. I mean, he was pretty much kept in check in the first half, and then same thing with Cooper Cup. All of a sudden, just the explosion at the end, and then, yeah, it was uh, that that performance. Cooper Cup, what is it like twenty four hundred yards? I think he has, including the, the, the playoffs. Yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, it was nineteen hundred during the regular season, which is just incredible. And by by the way, you know who had the uh, horrible game was Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, he looked, I mean, he, he looked bad. Beat. He got beat a few times. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he looked bad. Was he on the the one? The first play of the last drive where they threw it to Chase, was that him? I think yeah. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't notice. I guess they weren't locking him up on Chase because he was there on with T. Higgins, yeah. so mm-hmm. he wasn't. He was just playing right corner. But I, I thought also um, the defense, Cincinnati, you look at uh, a Wouzier and Apple and Bates and – you know, they have some pretty good. I mean, they call it second chance you there, I guess, uh-huh. uh, in their defensive backfield. But you know, I, w- the more you look at their defense, which is kind of a no name defense, their big tackle inside. I can't remember his name, but he had a D- nice DJ Reader. Reader, yes, thank you. He had a really nice sack of uh, of Matthew Stafford, or it was maybe a tackle for loss. It seems like you know, with them, offensive lines got to be everything in this offseason because yeah. I feel like they're really well put together everywhere else yeah no doubt I mean they got two great pass rushing ends uh you know they they've got some decent linebackers I thought you know Logan Wilson's a good linebacker mm-hmm. yeah and then certainly they're they're good at the wide receiver position I thought uh one of the things defensively that was so amazing is how they completely shut down the Rams' running game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cam Akers and the other running backs could not get anything. Yeah, he had um, 21 yards on 13 carries. I know. I mean, they couldn't get anything going on the ground, and it just stayed consistent the whole time and certainly put more pressure on Matthew Stafford to come up with those you know, second and long, third and long situations. Yeah, it's interesting that you know they were running their linebackers through like backside gaps. Yeah. You know, um, and a lot of times you you can't do that. I wrote down two things that the Seahawks do, but they don't do it well. <laughs> One is going underneath blocks, yeah, and that ended up working out for them. And they obviously saw something that they keyed in on there. Mm-hmm. And then the other was uh, they ran a zone blitz pretty effectively, <laughs> where they drop a defensive lineman into into, into coverage. coverage, and it actually you know you could see the guy. It was well timed and everything. That that was. Two things the Seahawks could. I not. thought one of the mistakes in that seventy-five yard drive at the end of the game is that uh, occasionally the uh, Bengals went into a cover one with man coverage, and it's like you can't do that against Cooper Cup. I mean, you just can't. You just can't single him up. 
and that's what they ended up doing. But I, I'll tell you the other thing to think about what they uh, what they were able to accomplish with the injuries, you know, because they didn't have Tyler Higby. I mean, he went on injured reserve. They had uh, all these. Yeah, it's like the second uh, tight end. He ended up getting hurt. Odell and, Beckham. Yeah, yeah. yeah they Odell, had the the rookie Skoranek. Yeah, Skoranek at wide receiver. Yeah, and then Odell Beckham blew out his ACL. It looks like. Right, John. What did you make of what the Bengals did in that final drive? We were talking about it. You know, Joe Mixon was having success yeah. in this game. He was gashing them, and then he had been on the sidelines because the Rams went on that long drive you just talked yeah. about. So, yeah, unless he suffered an injury that I'm not aware of. How is he not in the game, especially when they're going third and one, mm-hmm. and they and they hand it to Perrine? Yeah, I, I I don't get that at all. And then he's not on the field for the final play on fourth down either. So you know, a guy who's been having success, who's yeah. a, who's a bull out there, and you need one yard, and you hand it to the to the guy who had two carries for no yards. Yeah, that one that was probably a mistake, obviously, uh, by Zach Taylor. You know, because again, I mean, Mixon, Mixon was so good, and he was so important. Because again, I mean, you go back uh, to the Tennessee game, and he only ran the ball eighteen times, and then they, you know, he ran it twenty-eight times in the championship game with Mixon having a great game, and that made it easier, you know, at least uh, for at least uh, you know Joe Joe Burrow, because then Burrow, I mean, even though he was pressured sixteen times, was only sacked once. Mm-hmm. Hey, what is Matthew Stafford's uh, contract? Uh, situation because I'm not sure if you know it off the yeah. top of your head, but some uh, somebody from the 509 was saying that uh, the Rams are 14 million over, yeah, and they need to keep Beckham, and then something about maybe extending Stafford. You know? Yeah, I, mean, I think he's on the last year of his contract, so you know they're going to have to try to do something, and of course they'll get some cap room from that. I mean, you wonder about Beckham, and uh, it looks like uh, Von Miller. They're going to let uh, as much as they want to have him back hit the free agent market. So he's going to be gone. And then, of course, uh, they're going to almost – we'll see if they have to redo their offensive line because they have three offensive linemen who are up, including, including Joe Noteboom, Brian uh, Brian Allen, the starting center. And then I would have to think that Andrew Whitworth's going to retire. So, yeah. uh, and so that means they're going to have to do a total redo if they lose guys on the offensive line. And I would imagine, you know, with the uh, – promotion of Gary Anderson and the firing of Mike Solari, you know, Seattle might try to go for Austin Corbett or might go for Brian Allen, you know, one of the one of those two guys in the interior of the Rams offensive line. Hey John, uh, before we get into some other things, what do you think of the halftime show? I loved it. I thought it was great. Where do, where does it rank? I've I've said I loved it too. I'm with you, but I I said for me, mm-hmm. Prince is still the standard. Yeah. That's number 1. Well, but- I I have it number 3. What's number two? Uh, number two would be Prince. What's number one? Janet Jackson. That was oh, outs- that's right. That's that right. was you outstanding. That. I mean, that was just outstanding. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Moving on from that. Uh, <laughs> hey, the, one of the big side stories in this whole thing was, you know, leading into this game was Kyler Murray. And yeah. Sources reporting that, you know, he's being viewed by the organization as immature and a finger pointer and all this stuff. And and not a great leader, essentially. Some of the things we heard when he was being drafted, mm-hmm. actually, he finally made a statement today. I don't know if you've seen this. but seen it. Yeah, for those that didn't, I'll read it quickly. It just says, I play this game for the love of it. My teammates, everyone who's helped me get to this position that believed in me and to win championships. All of this nonsense is not what I'm about, never has been, never will be. Anyone who's ever stepped between those lines with me knows how hard I go. Love me or hate me but I'm going to continue to grow and get better. So yeah. does that mean there, there aren't any issues? They don't 
feel that way about him? What do you, what do you make of the whole Murray situation? There, there's issues because, again, you can see he's moody. He's uh, a guy that uh, you know flies off the handle. Uh, you can see that uh, you know it's uh, it, he he is what everybody's accusing him of being, and it's not like he's going to be traded or I don't think so. Uh, but I mean, you can see how how he's acting, and even a little bit with the statement uh, that he made today is that uh, you know he still doesn't get it. I mean, he doesn't get the idea that he has to, he says, I need to mature a little bit more, but it's like uh, he's not mature right now. And that's got to be scary uh, if you're the Cardinals, because again, it's like you can see how he fades in the second half of the season, as long, along with uh, Cliff Kingsbury. And so it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, something's not right. And, you know, it's like that frustration is now being called on him and uh, he's not responding well. Boy, the Kingsbury thing is really disturbing how he finishes. Oh, that, yeah. Don't have the numbers in front of me, but even going back to college, it was like the last six were averaged like two and four or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. So, what about him? And, and you know, because you've talked about him being on, on the hot seat possibly, but as far as, uh, you know, is he maybe not able to, to communicate with Murray? I wonder what their, their relationship is like. Kingsbury you would think it would be okay just because at least. You know, Kingsbury runs the offense that uh, Kyler Murray had in college. And so, you know, that has to be a plus. And you would imagine if you're Cliff Kingsbury, I mean, you've got to have a good relationship with your quarterback. So it's like, I don't know. But again, if, if he's immature and reacts negatively to different things, then, of course, you know, and pouts and does all these different things. I mean, you've got to kind of wonder, you know, how's he getting along with his, even his teammates? Yeah. Hey, John, one of the things that uh, that Michael Bumpus said when we talked to him earlier, just back to the Bengals for a moment, is he felt like this was might be it for a little bit until he feels like this was sort of the perfect storm. They were a 10-7 and team. Yeah. They were able to overcome a really bad offensive line. The idea that they're just going to be in the mix for a Super, Super Bowl spot every single year probably isn't realistic that maybe it'll be a few years before we see them back in this kind of position. What do you think? I think they're going to be in the playoffs, but again, you're right. It's just hard to get back to the Super Bowl, and particularly if you're going to be a Bengal team that has to you know do something with the offensive line. But again, you can see they're good on defense. They have enough skilled players, but also, I mean, you've got the Brown family that's there, and are they going to be able to keep their own players? You know, because that's one thing that they didn't do. I mean, they had the five straight years where they had a run for the uh, playoffs. They made the playoffs, but then they lost every playoff game, and then they just started letting some guys go, and then all of a sudden they became a no, no, nowhere, a nowhere team. And so it's like, uh, yeah, we'll see uh, how, how they do it. But, no, I think you know the big thing is they've got the quarterback, and when you have the quarterback, all things can work out. Hey, uh, really quick, because we've got to go to break here, but – um, you were talking about at one point, uh, we were t- talking about the Rams' strategy mm-hmm. trading away their first-rounders, and they're typically uh, late in the first round because they're good. Uh, what was the number you had? It was like 75% of picks 20 through 32 in the first round, yeah. I think you yeah. said. Yeah. Only uh, 75% don't re-sign. Only 25% right. re-sign with right. the team that drafted them. It's, so and, it, makes and, it makes it look like not, not such a bad strategy. No, that's true. I mean, let's put it this way. It got them to a Super Bowl. Now, the only problem is going to be is that their window is going to be probably shorter. I mean, because I think right now they're probably on a two-more-year window as far as being up top uh, because, you know, some of their top-paid players and some of their best players will start to come due. But, uh, no, it's like uh, say what you want. It's different than any other team in the league. 
but it worked. Yeah. John, we appreciate it. We'll talk tomorrow. All right. Thanks. There you go. There's the. Prof- Did you hear that too? Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> was that my stomach or John's? I think. I think it was on the other end. There. I brought my. Uh, I brought some food and some leftovers. John from needs the a snack. Little party yesterday. <laughs> All right, if you missed any of today's cold hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill. Download the podcast at Seven Ten Sports. Dot com. <laughs> like we both look at each other. Like, the hell was that? <laughs> oh, John's going to go get a snack. By the way, somebody uh, will texting in uh, this Valentine's Day. Oh, and it just refreshed on me. Dang it. There it is. Find someone who loves you as much as the professor loves Janet Jackson's halftime performance. <laughs> Goodness gracious, man. Uh, and I, I'm glad we didn't get into too much detail. You got you to gotta stop him before it gets out of hand there. Yeah, you got you to gotta just put the brakes on. You can get, get out of control quickly. Why do Russell Wilson and Roger Goodell keep hanging out at the Super Bowl? That seemed to be a big topic. We'll talk about it next year with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle.